Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're all doing so well and that you're enjoying the beginning of spring. It's finally spring. So for this week's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Lily C., who is the co-founder of Tapily App, which is a mental health app meant to help you achieve your goals, reach mental clarity, and solve problems on the go, along with improving thought patterns and making consistent progress. So if you would like to learn more about the Tapily app, feel free to listen to this episode. I talked with Lily C. about not just the app, but so much more about being a woman in tech, along with what she learned over time about having specific expectations and leaving her job to pursue something she's passionate about and a lot more. So I really enjoyed talking to Lily and admire her as a woman in tech because I know the school I went to specifically had a majority of male in the engineering department and I know that's common. So it was interesting to hear her perspective too and I could definitely talk for so long but I want to let Lily see tell her story and give you all an idea on the app and what she does. So I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get right into it. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Before we start, I wanted to congratulate you on the launch of Tapley app. That's actually incredible. That's so amazing. I'm sure you worked so, so hard on it. So knowing you're super busy, I want to jump straight into it. So can you just tell us a little bit about Tapley app and what exactly do you do? Okay, so um, I started out in engineering school and I got my degree in electrical engineering. And then I went on to work as an electrical engineer for a little over a year. But I realized that I I didn't really like my job and I was unhappy. I had really high expectations of the engineering industry when I was in college. But then when I got into the industry, it was just kind of like a letdown. So I ended up resigning because I wanted to do entrepreneurship and I wanted to do mobile development. So I spent about a year after resigning teaching myself how to code because I didn't really learn that in college. And then really after a year of that, I had had started overworking myself and my mental health started to tank a little bit. So I decided to write a mental health app that could actually help me during my entrepreneurship journey. So that's when I started developing Tapley app. And that's what I work on full time now. That's awesome. And how did you meet your co-founder? Do you go to school with him or? Um, actually, we are in a relationship. So oh, when cute. We, yeah, <laughs> uh, we first met uh, through actually when I was an electrical engineer, my mentor at my job introduced us and he was a software engineer. My my boyfriend was a software engineer. I was an electrical engineer. And 
almost immediately after meeting each other, we kind of like saw our potential together. We both had really big dreams about owning a business and we just decided to, you know, start together and really just go all in on our dreams together. So that's what we did. That's amazing. And were you always passionate about tech and engineering or how did that work out? When did you realize that that's what you wanted to do? I think that I'm passionate about solving problems. And so Mm -hmm. I think obviously that's like what they do as their job is just solving problems. And I also was really interested in math, which in engineering, there is a lot of math in at least in the college education, you have to do a lot of math. So that's how I got into engineering. And really one of the reasons why, you know, I got passionate about engineering. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. And I wanted to ask because I know at my school, the engineering department was mostly male. So was it the same with your school? Or was there a good amount of a female group in the engineering department as well? Yes, it was mostly male. I was usually one of probably three girls in my class. But another thing is that there wasn't really a lot of electrical engineers. So really, there wasn't many girls, but there also wasn't many girls in electrical engineering. So I kind of felt like on my own. And also, you know, I had a lot of guy friends in college, because that's all that I had. And so I only had about you know, I knew one other girl in engineering, and we kind of had this bond really from the get go and in freshman year, because we knew that we were one of the only girls in engineering school. So I've made some good female friends just from bonding over being a minority in engineering. That's so awesome. I think that's amazing that you were able to connect with other women because you would think maybe that in such a small with such a small percentage of women in that field or in that major that there may be competition. And the fact that you can empower each other is so great. So being a woman in tech, do you think you ever face judgment for being a woman in tech and just in general for leaving your job when it may not have been conventional? I would say, yes, I did get a lot of judgment, but I don't know if it, if I can pinpoint it to me being a woman. I would say a lot of people judged me for leaving my full-time engineering job because engineers make very good salary, even at entry level. And people looked at me like I was crazy walking (laughs) away from salary. And I remember when I put my two weeks in at my full-time job, everyone was like, what are you going to do? Like, or, you know, like they were acting like I was going to starve or something if I quit this job because I wasn't making that stable paycheck anymore. But I think that's where most of the judgment has came from is people wondering why I would leave a stable job to do something that I want. But in my mind, I think that it doesn't, well, actually, one thing I learned from making a lot of money in engineering is that money does not equal happiness. And honestly, when I was working my full time job, sometimes I would think like, I wish I was a waitress right now. Like (laughs) I would rather that than make this salary and come to this job that I don't like at all. So I know you said you had specific expectations going into your job and maybe it wasn't the same. And I think that's great. You experienced it. That's important to try things out and realize, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying things out and realizing this isn't for me or it's not what I expected. And so with your job, it's easy, I feel like, to get caught up, especially if you have a relatively well-paying job after college. It's easy to get caught up in 
you know, just making that income and moving forward and getting promoted and caught up with that lifestyle. It's hard to leave once you have that. So what exactly do you think made you want to leave your job? Was there a moment, a feeling? What exactly pushed you towards leaving and pursuing your passion? I think for me, especially in engineering school, they kind of make you think that you're going to be building something from scratch. You're going to be creating something all by yourself. So in the industry, I was actually working on very small parts of a project and I didn't really feel like I had like responsibility in building something on my own and being creative. Another thing is that when they were teaching me all of like the technical work, like how to code things, they told me a specific way to do it. And for me, when I learn something, I need to learn like from the foundation up. I really don't want someone to tell me like, okay, here's, you know, a template, just fill in the blanks, basically. And I felt like I wasn't learning to my fullest potential at that job. And really in entrepreneurship, it gives you the opportunity to learn your own way. And I think that that's really why I would rather do entrepreneurship than a full-time job is because I, I learn at such an exponential rate on my own. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I think it's also great that everyone has a different role. Some people wouldn't want entrepreneurship and the nine to five sounds more glamorous because then they come home and they don't have to worry about it. And I respect that everyone has a different path they take. So when you left your job, though, did you know what you wanted to focus on? Because I know you said you started the whole mental health app because of what you were going through as an entrepreneur. But what ideas did you have when you left your job? Did you have a specific route or did you kind of just plan to figure it out? Honestly, I was thinking maybe, you know, freelancing, something along those lines. But as I started learning mobile development and seeing like all the creativity that, you know, is a potential in in building apps, that made me really want to do something on my own instead of building someone else's idea. So that's kind of where I started to shift towards is after I developed a foundation of skills in developing apps, I wanted to use that and create something on my own. Yeah, definitely. And entrepreneurship is a full-time job. I think at the end of the day, that's something to remember that you're probably working so hard just on this app, just because it's not in an office maybe, or for a specific company right now, it is a full-time job. And if anything, you are probably working multiple positions right now, which is amazing. And so... Did you grow up around strong female figures maybe or just engineers? What was your environment like? I'm really curious to know. Yeah, I there are no engineers in my family, honestly. And I think the reason why engineering was so attractive to me is because I grew up with little amounts of money. My family was, you know, sometimes struggling financially. My parents were both entrepreneurs. They they owned a restaurant together for eight years out of my childhood. And so that caused us to, you know, have some financial problems sometimes. And I think what I loved about engineering was the stable paycheck. Originally, I was like, I mm-hmm. want to have that stability that I didn't have in my childhood. And that's why I got into it. <laughs> That's actually so interesting. I think you kind of always fall back to what's true to you. And, you know, maybe you wanted that money and you saw your parents doing that. And so, like, it sounded appealing to you at first to just have that steady income right away, at least. And it's just super fascinating that you followed your heart. And at the end of the day, you realize this is what I want to do. And things can change and things can change. Priorities can change. Maybe money was a priority at first. And then you realize 
money isn't everything and it doesn't buy happiness like you said i think that's incredible that you were open to changing your path and your route considering that you may have been so focused on that in the beginning and overall this whole show is about living your most authentic life being true to yourself and just the fact that you left your job to pursue something you're passionate about says a lot from your perspective and point of view what does living your most authentic life mean to you I think it means just following your own path and not really worrying about what other people think. Now, even me, you know, sometimes I worry about what other people think, but I really try to just do what I want and and stop worrying about people judging me because I think people will always, there's always going to be people that will judge you, but I think there's going to be more people that respect you for doing what you want. And I think that living your most authentic life is the only way for you to reach your your fullest potential because you want to do something that makes you happy. Happy doing it, you will push yourself to do the best work that you can do. So that's what I think living your most authentic life is. I love that. And can you explain the intention behind Tapley app for listeners? All right. So the intention behind the app is to really focus on improving thought patterns. I think one thing that I realized, I kind of had an epiphany in just one day of of shifting my thoughts from thinking about, you know, all of the bad stuff to really focusing on what I'm grateful for and all of the positives in my life. Because I think that, especially during entrepreneurship, when I'm making a lot of sacrifices, it's easy to think of everything that I don't have. But I really wanted to shift that focus into everything that I'm doing and everything that I do have. So I made Tapley as a tool to really focus on the positives and also be able to take negative thoughts or negative experiences and try and extract the positives from those as well. Because I think that it's really important to be able to shift your perspective because I think that that helps you be a happier person every day. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing in the app is something that I've learned is uh, you have to focus on your small accomplishments. And um, we've incorporated that into Tapley. So, yeah, I'm really curious to know how did you learn all of this? Is this from personal experience or research? I think it's incredible that you that you put so much out there for the app. And mental health is such an important thing to focus on that people forget. You know, we get caught up with work and money and moving forward that we forget to we forget to tune in and take a break. And so I think that's amazing that you focus on that. But yeah, so did this come from personal experience? I think that I actually, after a year of entrepreneurship, my mental health started to slip. And so the engineer in me, I I wanted to solve that problem. So I started reading lots of books, a lot of self-help books. And I realized that all these books were recommending writing things down, you know, journaling. But for me, I find it really hard uh, for me to keep track of a journal and be consistent in a journal because I just want something conveniently on my phone. So I think that's what I did Mm -hmm. for Tapley. So I spent a lot of time reading and also I spent a lot of time focusing on how to get myself out of a hole, out of the hole that I was in. And And it, I really had to rely on optimism and the thoughts that went through my mind to make me believe that every day was going to get a little bit better. And it did. It it took, you know, a couple months for me to get myself out of this, you know, hole that I was in. And 
it was 100% because of me improving my thought patterns about my life and myself. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so amazing that you could help so many people. And it's not great that you were struggling at the time, but it led you to creating this app and helping so many other people, I'm sure. So I just think it's interesting how life works in that way and how you took advantage of that. Oh, I'm struggling with my mental health right now and I want to actually help people from my experience. So I think that's incredible. As a co-founder, as someone who found an app, what would you say are the hardest and best parts about being an entrepreneur, especially a woman in tech? I would say the hardest part is um, continuing, even though people might not believe in you. I think that people, a lot of people are, they want to be there when you're successful, but they don't really understand how long or what it takes to get to that point, or even how much time. I think a lot of people have assumptions that, you know, overnight successes, that's how it goes, because that's how they hear about it. You know, they only Mm -hmm. hear about things after they're big and successful. So I think that Dealing with that kind of stereotype is really hard, but um, I think that's the hardest thing to do is to be able to continue to push forward every day, even though you people might think that you should be doing better than you are at this current moment. I think the best part about what I've noticed about women in tech is that there's all these women who are actively trying to build a community and share knowledge with each other and get other women involved in tech. And I think that community grows every day. Like I see, I see the niche on Instagram and, and I just see the demand for more women sharing their journeys in tech. And that's what I really love about being a woman in tech and, and a woman in entrepreneurship, because I think that everyone is starting to care about that and, and really respect. I think the respect for women in tech is continually increasing every day as these girls share their stories. That's amazing. And do you think it's really important to have that niche in that community or especially with your co-founder? Do you think it helps that you have someone else who believes in the vision and is there with you as opposed to if you were doing this on your own? Oh, yes. I think it makes it way better if you have someone there. And the good thing about my co-founder slash boyfriend is that he has always respected me and just encouraged me to do everything that I want. And he always, you know, just respects me so much. And I think that that is a great environment to be in and great to have when you're starting a business with someone is that someone who respects you, respects your ideas, and really supports you through everything. And that's what me and my co-founder have. That's great. That's so awesome, honestly. And if someone listening right now wanted to pursue their passion or start a business, but they're afraid of judgment or failure, whatever it is, what advice would you give to them? I would say they need to pinpoint what they are afraid of. Now, I have a good story about this. For example, um, in November, I started my YouTube channel and I was so afraid to even share it with anyone. Like I didn't want my family to judge me. I didn't want my, my high school friends to judge me. You know, I was Mm -hmm. afraid, but I went ahead and started it anyway. And then I shared it on Facebook, which I think, I think that's the scariest thing. (laughs) Kind of sharing their stuff on Facebook because that's like everyone they've ever met in their life Mm -hmm. is on Facebook. But I went ahead and did it, even though it was really scary. And then afterwards, people were subscribing to my channel. They were supporting me. And I think that you really need to pinpoint your fears and try your best to face them because then you teach yourself that 
the scariest part is just starting. I think that's what I've learned. The scariest part is starting. And once you get over the initial hump, you won't be as scared anymore and you, you'll be able to continue taking action towards what you want. Oh, I totally agree. I think it's interesting how people can be afraid to start. And I mean, we all are. I was afraid to start this podcast alone. But once you start, it makes such a difference once you just actually do it. And so I agree with you. I think that's a great mindset to have that it's really intimidating going in with the 100% mindset. You have to have everything figured out right away and be super confident in yourself. When in reality, sometimes you just need to start when it's just a little over 50%, like you said. So that's super cool. I never thought about that way. And when it comes to you know, being an entrepreneur, would you say, or not even just an entrepreneur, but anyone working towards something they're passionate about, whether that's in their job or on the side or as their as an entrepreneur, what would you say is more important? Trusting and believing in your abilities or hard work ethic and consistency? I would say they're both important. I would say definitely the the thing that you can rely on is a routine. If you can develop a work routine, then you'll be set. Because I think that that is what drives me even on days that I don't really want to work. You know, I'm used to I'm used to my routine. And so I work eight to 10 hours a day just because that's what I'm used to. And that's the routine that I've developed. And so I continually make progress on my work because of that routine. Mm -hmm. Now, with the believing in yourself, I kind of have a different perspective. I would say you need to believe in yourself at least 51 percent. So if the majority of the thoughts that run through your mind are encouraging and helping you move forward, then you're most likely going to take action to get what you want. So I think that I've heard people say you need to believe in yourself 100%. But sometimes I think that might be a little intimidating to people who are afraid to do what they want. And so I say that just try and believe in yourself 51% and just so that you can give yourself the opportunity just to take small actions and step-by-step step getting to what you want. Definitely. And on those hard days that you said, you know, it's great to have a routine, but what gets you through those days where you think, this is just so much, I don't know if anyone's paying attention and it just feels like a struggle because we all have those days. Is there anything specific that gets you through those days? Yes, I would say taking a break because sometimes if whatever you're working on is too overwhelming, I think you need to take a step back and just relax and give yourself time to mentally heal and feel good and then come back to whatever you're working on, you know, in a day or two days, however long it takes you to kind of unwind and just get away from that stress. Because I think that um, sometimes in entrepreneurship or even just working towards a goal, you can easily get overwhelmed with all the things that are thrown at you, but it's 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 necessary to take a step back sometimes and just take a breather and say, it's going to be okay. That's so, so important because we romanticize stress a lot and being super busy and overwhelmed and just getting work done. So from, I think it's amazing too, from a woman in tech and just engineer, and I think it's great to hear that from you because I think growing up, we kind of had this idea that people in specific fields need to just work, work, work especially in engineering and in tech, you think like you're just working all the time and getting stuff done. So for you to even say like you have to take a break, it's it's okay. I think that's a great connection between your life, what you're doing, your business, and just apps message in general. So it's super admirable. 
So with that said, can you tell us a little more on what's coming up next for Tapoli app? So the app is available on the App Store and the Play Store. So right now it's in production for iOS users and it's in beta testing for Android users. But all of them are, everyone can download it. What's next is we are wanting to launch the app on Product Hunt, which I think will lead to a lot more downloads. But it takes about, it will take a while for me to prep that launch. So we wanted to go ahead and get get it available for people so that they can download it and beta test Android. And then when both apps are ready for production, then we will launch it on Product Hunt. Awesome. Thank you. And this is for all audiences. Anyone can use it? Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lily. I really appreciate it. I will definitely make sure to include the link to the Tapley app in the description of this episode so people can try it out and find it there. Thank you so much for what you do. I think it's incredible that you that you focus on such an important topic and are creating a positive impact. So thank you, and I can't wait to see what comes next for you too. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you so much to Lily C. I loved having her on the show. She's just so cool and I appreciate her being just so open and honest. And I took so much away from this episode. And I think now after the episodes, I'd like to discuss a little bit of what's stuck with me. And before I go into a little more detail on what stuck with me from the episode, I wanted to mention that the Tapley app is available in app stores. And I will include the link in the description of this episode. There's so many topics I can touch on, but one thing that I really appreciated was just the fact that Lily followed her passion, even though it was very unconventional, even though she had that steady job, she left it and she took a risk and did something she was passionate about is so admirable. But I also think it's so important to note that not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone wants to work for a specific company. Not everyone even wants to have that specific lifestyle. Everyone's so different and it's really discovering what works for you and what makes you happy. Not what's in right now, not what's cool, but what makes you happy. Maybe you want to try working in the industry and then you realize you don't like it or maybe you love it. That's something I've always been very passionate about and some people may not agree, but I think if you want to be that target cashier and that's your dream, you do you. Like, I'm so about you do you. That's amazing. If that makes you happy, who am I to say that you can do more or you can do something different? Yeah, we can give each other advice. We can maybe let each other know that we have more potential in certain areas. If someone so strongly believes that this is what I want to do, obviously not like anything that's harmful to other people, but if it's not harmful and it's just something you're passionate about, then what is the harm in it? So why do we care? I think it's important to focus on what you do, what you love. And that's why I really appreciate Lily for opening up about the fact that it might not have been the most admirable thing in other people's eyes to leave her position and figure out what she wants to do and start her own business, but she did it anyway. And I find that very admirable. And at the same time, if she wanted to stay in her position and she loved it, then that's great too. So I don't want to romanticize entrepreneurship or nine to five or anything. Like if you want to travel the world, you do you. If you want to be an entrepreneur and own your own business, you do you. If you want to work for a company and have those benefits, you do you. As long as you're not harming other people, I think we should all just do what makes us happy. So there's no right or wrong. I think it really 
it depends. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. A nine to five isn't for everyone. Certain lifestyles aren't for everyone. And we need these different types of people to create the world we live in. If everyone was working on their own thing and we didn't have employees for specific companies, then we'd never get anywhere. Or if everyone was working for other people and there weren't that many new creative minds, then then we'd be stuck. So being open to trying different options and exploring different things is so important. So I'm very thankful to Lily for being on this episode. And the fact that she now focuses on mental health, I think is amazing because that's such an important topic because it's so important to take care of our mental health, obviously. I also like that Lily talked about taking a break and how, you know, we don't need to burn ourselves out. We don't need to work to our core and feel good about ourselves. I think especially in entrepreneurial setting it's seems admirable to get so much done and yeah like I like to get a lot of work done and personally right now with where I'm at in my journey my priority is working when I have free time and getting stuff done because there's always something I can do but I don't pride myself in getting two hours of sleep or not getting any work done and stressing and having breakdown like no that's not fun it's about finding balance and even lily said when you're struggling or you're having those hard days to take a break and for me like there are times where i don't feel creative and i just don't feel in the mood like i can't write i can't think of anything to say and i think before i'd be like i should push myself just think of something just think of anything and now i realize maybe i need a break maybe i'm just burnt out and i need that break to think and be creative it re-energizes me to want to put in that work and to want to share something and want to share my creative side but right now when i have those days where it's hard and i feel stuck and i just feel like i need to push myself like yeah like lily said it's great to have a routine because we're not always going to feel motivated we won't always want to do it but if you genuinely just don't feel good about what you're doing and you feel like you're having a horrible day and you just have to get work done and work done just try to take even the smallest break do something practice some form of self-love do what you can to just re-energize yourself and get back to it and so i do admire the fact that lily shares that she's not like you have to believe in yourself 100 percent, and you have to work 24 7 take no breaks and you have to do this and that like she's very real about it like yeah we have our hard days we don't always believe in ourselves but we work through it and we figure out a way to work through it we take a break and we love ourselves and we focus on just being the best most authentic version of ourselves that we can be and that comes with a lot of things so I know I'm just kind of giving a little recap on it, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about just in general some parts of the episodes with guests that really stood out to me. There are so many great topics in this conversation, and if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Or send me a message and let me know what's stuck with you. I'd love to know. So I'm really excited that she was able to talk about Tapoli app. If you're interested in downloading it, I will leave a link in the description of this episode, and you can try it out. I also wanted to shout out Lily's boyfriend, who is the co-founder of Tapley App. He was not on the show, but I thought it would be important to acknowledge him considering he co-founded the app. I think it's so great that they both combined their passion and chose to create such an impactful app. And if you would like to follow Lily on Instagram, you can follow her at lilyc underscore. And I will include that in the description of this episode as well. And if you would like to stay updated on all things to do with Trust and Thrive podcast, you can follow instagram for the show at trust and thrive or my personal instagram at tara.mott and all the info will be in the description of this episode as always if you've been enjoying this episode if you've enjoyed the guests on the show if you have 
suggestions. I would love to hear from you. If you would leave a review, that would be incredible. And so thank you so much again to Lily for being on the show and to listeners for just for being you and for being here and for being open to learning about all different types of people and different industries, different backgrounds. So I really appreciate it. So make sure to subscribe, follow, stay updated so you don't miss a new episode every Thrive Thursday. And with that said, I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. 